This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. My team's used to being together. We collaborate all day long, and that's what makes us so successful. How does this work from home policy going to work? It's going to tank engagement, stifle communication, and reduce productivity. What can I do? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. Hey, welcome. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I love to answer questions. And today I'm going to take a series of questions that we've received regarding the new normal for so many employees and teams everywhere, which is their entire team has gone remote. Everybody's working from home. How do you lead successfully? Before we get into the questions, I would love to answer your leadership and management related question. You can send those to me at leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. Head over there. You'll see a big orange button. You can click that and you can record your question. Uh, Tell us where you're from. Uh, your name, and leave the question, and we'll use that in a future episode. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. All right, so I shared the first question in the opening of the show. This individual was concerned about their team collaborated well, and they were worried that working from home and totally remote was going to impact productivity and communication. Uh, From another person who said, listen, I love sitting out on the floor with my team. So they have a kind of elbow-to-elbow type of dynamic, uh, maybe customer service. That's how I know what's going on. How can I stay connected if everyone's working from home? And then from a project manager who says, the timing couldn't be worse. We're in the middle of a huge project. How can I ensure my team stays focused when they're working from home and distracted by fear and constant news headlines? At the core of these questions is a common fear or discomfort with, hey, listen, I know how to lead in this environment. I know how to engage and motivate and and do the intangibles that are going to help bring people together and pursue that common goal. But I'm not sure how to do that now that the dynamics have changed and I can't see my people directly every day. So that's a legitimate and very real concern. It is different. And not everyone's cut out to work from home, but right now we don't have a choice. So it's tricky to lead a remote team if you've never done it before, but there are some specific things that you can do to keep your team focused, engaged, and connected to one another as they have to work remotely. Before we start with some of the specific principles around working remotely and and bringing the team together in that environment, I want to start with your overall culture. If your culture has been one where you require people to Uh, sit in a specific place and put in time and be inspected and there's a lack of trust, 
that's going to be a very hard culture to reproduce when people are working remotely. And it's another, and it's yet another reason why we never recommend those kinds of leadership approaches. Working from home requires that people keep their commitments to one another, that there is trust from every team member for every other team member, that we know that whenever we might be doing it and however we might be doing it, that we're going to do our part by the time we're supposed to do it. And that's not unique to working from home. That is a feature of great teams. So if you have been committed to winning well leadership principles and you've already built that kind of culture, it replicates very readily as you move to everyone working from home. Now, if you haven't built that kind of culture, it's time to start. So I'd encourage you to take a look at your core leadership principles. Are you showing up with confidence and humility? Are you focusing on results and relationships? The earlier episodes in this podcast have tons of different resources and practical leadership tools that you can use to start building that kind of a culture. And they're as applicable when people are working from home as they are when you're all in the same place. So let's talk about some of the specific principles that will help you to stay engaged, to keep your team engaged, and leverage and build on that trust and commitment that your team has. So first, I invite you to require video for your meetings and your one-on-ones. And this is a, a hurdle for many people. Be clear from the beginning that it's not an option. It's not an optional thing to have your camera on. Being able to look one another in the eye leads to better listening. As I'm sure you've experienced in the last few weeks, I have attended so many online meetings where people simply aren't turning on their camera. And it's usually with a consistent excuse. Oh, well, you don't want to see me. Look, my hair is a mess and so on. And I get it. Right now, I have not had a haircut in a while and my hair is not looking its best. But we're all in that boat together. That's why creating a shared expectation around the use of cameras is so important. From the beginning, everyone needs to be camera ready at the beginning of every day. Just like if you were showing up for work, you're ready to be seen in whatever your workplace attire is, create the same expectation at home. So there's no reason we can't be ready to be on camera. Now, it does take some grace here because not everybody has a situation in their house where the background can look great. It may be a messy desk. It may be a blank wall. It may be you know, a corner of a room where they haven't been able to carve it out. So having some grace there or allowing people to use the virtual backgrounds or things like that can accommodate it, do some level setting. We understand it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be a business-like setting for everybody. But particularly when your team is meeting with one another, with you, turn on those cameras. The second thing you want to do is formalize your informal communication. This is one of the biggest elements that's missing when people go remote. All of those frequent little human touches we have. Hey, how was your weekend? When you're working next to each other, it's natural to connect before you jump into things. And people do it at different levels and some are more chatty than others and that's fine. But it's easy to lose that when you go online. There's an awkward, how's everyone doing? Everybody nods, grimaces, grins, but it's not really a connection. So it can be tempting to skip the small talk. So you got to be deliberate in finding ways to communicate at a human level. And you can use the technology to do this. 
you know, start with a, a waterfall chat of, of saying, hey, let's uh, do a quick whip around and find out how everyone uh, is doing. Pick a specific way of approaching this. Say, um, what's the weirdest thing you had to eat in the last two days? Or what's the one snack that you've made sure to, to have plenty of in cupboards? Or going back to the background that everybody is now presenting, find something in that background and say, hey, what's, what is that? Let's pick one personal thing in your background and tell us what that is. Uh, you know, anything that personalizes and brings the humanity back into the conversation. A couple of weeks ago, Karen and I were working with a remote team and they started with a virtual happy birthday that everybody from every remote location sang on the call. And it was hysterical because, of course, there were timing issues. So even though it started at once with the delays and so forth, but everybody sang and it was it was received very well. And the person whose birthday it was was smiling and laughing. And, and it was only a minute, but it was a brilliant minute that was well spent. Everyone was laughing before they jumped into the conversation that they were having that day. If you need a list of meaningful connector type questions, icebreaker conversation starters, things like that, I'll put that link in the show notes. You can find those at leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. Next, you want to over-communicate your most important priorities. We talked about the MITs, most important things. Well, in a remote situation where everybody's working from home, and particularly where you've got news headlines and potential distractions, they might have a spouse, they might have kids, they might have other family members, there's pets, things that they might not be accustomed to that initially for the first week or two before people get used to things and fall into a good rhythm can be distracting. If you want the focus on your MITs, you've got to over-communicate them. They're likely stressed, they're distracted, they're worried about their health, the health of people they love, stock prices, what's going to happen next. On top of all of those things, you've got new routine at work. So in times of uncertainty and change, over-communicate much more than you think is necessary. Mix it up with as many techniques as you can. For example, you can start the day with a quick team huddle over video, of course, then follow up with a recap email, and then increase your frequency of one-on-one check-ins. And this is particularly important. You may feel like you've got a thousand different things going on, but remember you're not getting to connect with your team if they were accustomed to seeing you every day in the same way. So you've got to be intentional about scheduling that, making sure that it's happening. Even if it's just five minutes, hey, just want to check in. Uh, What's your biggest success today? What's your biggest challenge? How can I support you? Also, ask your team deliberately for their best thinking about ways to work effectively in the new environment. You don't have to have all the answers. They're going to find ways and things that are working for them. You want to make sure that everybody's benefiting from those best practices that one person finds. Also, you can look for creative ways to reinforce key messages. Maybe start an internal podcast like this one. Just get on your phone. Record some thoughts. Record something about that MIT, a daily three-minute recording that you can send out to your team. Lots of different ways, but you want to over-communicate. The MIT is the most important things. Consistent, frequent communication on what matters most is vital. And then as you get things up and running, the fourth thing that you can do is encourage people to work together without you. It's easy when people are all remote for you to become the hub for all the communication. And of course, if that happens, 
that's a huge time suck for you and it becomes a choke point for the team. Some managers get insecure when they can't see everybody and feel like they've got to hang on to all the information and be the center of everything. It's the worst thing you can do. Give your people the ability to do their work and achieve the results together and you'll build a much more productive, stronger team who's going to have some new skills as they come out of all this. And finally, pay attention to your remote meetings. You want to master the art of running very effective remote meetings. They're not the same as in-person meetings, and it's, you've got to use the technology differently. And there's a previous episode, a couple episodes ago, that gets into mastering the art of a good remote meeting. And again, I'll include a link there in the show notes, but just a couple of high points. There's three areas you want to pay attention to. One is the things that you should be doing with every meeting. Be very focused. Is this informational? Is it going to be a quick stand-up type of huddle? Or is it going to be a decision? And if it's a decision, we limit it to where are we going or how are we going to get there? You're focused on who owns the decision. Is it a single person? Are you voting? Or is it consensus? And you share that up front. You end the meeting with a quick check for understanding. Who's doing what? By when? How will we know? So those elements of every meeting are just as important in remote meetings. But then there are the elements of how you use the technology. We already talked about making sure everybody's camera is on and we can see one another. Getting the lighting and audio well so that people can have the best conversation with one another that's possible. And then using some facilitation techniques that are unique to these online platforms. Inviting people into the conversation specifically. How do you use the chat box, the breakout rooms, all of the things at your disposal to create more conversation and not just replicate a one-way passive communication like some meetings can be in the, in the workplace. Use the technology and like any other change, the shift to work at home can be good. It can help your team to communicate better, help you to collaborate more. And when the time comes that you are able to work face-to-face again, you're going to have a new set of skills and a new way of being productive. Just like any other kind of major change, the shift to working at home takes some time to adjust. It's going to feel uncomfortable for the first couple of weeks. And that's okay. But to ease the team and yourself through that discomfort, pay attention to the things we've just talked about. Focus on clear shared expectations in the areas that we've just discussed. My final thought and encouragement here is it's easy to fall into out of sight, out of mind. And that's the one thing you don't want to let happen. You're not checking in on your employees and your team members to inspect or make sure they're working. You want to check in with them every day, possibly morning and afternoon, frequently to see how they're doing and how you can support them. Let them know that you're there. Let them know that you're thinking about them, that you're there to support them, that you have their back, that whatever they're struggling with, if you can be of help, you're there. That takes intentionality. It doesn't just happen. And it's easy when no one's there asking for your help or walking by your your desk to let it go. But as a leader, that's the area where I would encourage you to be most intentional as everybody's working from home and you can't see your people. Check in, see what's working, see where they need more from you, and you're on your way to being the leader you'd want your boss to be. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>